Hey there, welcome to the Special Story Podcast. I'm Sharon. And I'm Steven. And we're just here talking about our lives raising kids with special needs. So, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> we have had a wild and crazy week. I think this has probably been one of the busiest weeks that we've ever had. And the most fun week that I can remember in a very long time. Yeah, it was. It was really fun. I actually kind of had like, I kept telling Steve today that I felt like I had the blues because mm-hmm. <laughs> because that was sad because I felt like we had a bunch of my family in town and anyway, they all left. And so once it got back to just being us, like, <laughs> I feel like I'm always one of those people who's sad when the party's over. I know that we need to go back to normal life. And I feel like my kids were going to have full-blown meltdowns if we didn't, like, stop the partying and get back into a routine. Yeah. But that does not mean that I that I don't mourn mourn my parties. Yeah. <laughs> Although it was a special week. It was really great. Yeah. So it started with Christmas dinner. So for the first year ever, we hosted Christmas dinner at our house. And... I think I think I mentioned on last week's podcast that I bought like a ham, like from Honey Baked Ham, and I felt like that really took the pressure off me worrying that I was going to cook something and then screw it up. So we got the ham, and that was great. It, I I it did. Was, it was very good. Yeah, it was really good. Yes. I put together my tablescape, which I do have a picture of. So I bought my plate chargers, mm-hmm. <laughs> my my totally unnecessary plate chargers, and then we had my family out. We ate and honestly, it was just it was great. It was very low key. Like I felt like it was fairly relaxed. And yeah, no, we went we actually went to church the night before. So that actually worked out well too. So we didn't have to kind of like rush that into or squeeze that into our day. We did have one little episode at church though with Lulu, who so basically, you know, for, for most people if you're if you're doing the church thing around Christmas time, you kind of know that when you go, you know, ch- churches kind of they just tend to get crowded around Christmas time. So if you're going to go and you're going to get a seat, you have to get there early. So we were going to the 530 Vigil, which is, I, I think, probably one of the most crowded, you know, one of the most crowded services that you're going to go to. So we got there, I think, around 510, and the church was, like, completely filled. So I kind of, like, wedged us in between a couple of other people. Which worked out great, actually. Yeah. I, I did make sure that no one was coughing. Yeah. <laughs> then, we're in a safe zone. And then I first, I brought Lulu up first, and I kind of was like can I sit in between you? And then, of course, once I got in, I, I did that annoying thing where I was like, do you guys think you could maybe scoot down a little so that my son can come up? And I just kind of kept, like, you know, arranging people in the pew until we were all squeezed in there. But basically, we get in there, and it's like 20 minutes before Mass even starts. So they have to wait. And then, of course, the church service is just really long. So Lulu, who's, I will say, not probably not the biggest church person to begin with. <laughs> I'd I'd love to give the impression that like you know we're raising some sort of like very like pious person, um, but the reality is that pretty much every time we take her to church, she spends the whole entire time going all done, car, jacket, yeah, all done, car, jacket. Mm-hmm. So we're in church, and she's kind of starting to go through her rounds of like asking me, "Are we all done? Can I get my jacket on? Can we please leave?" And the whole thing hasn't even started yet. So we're there 20 minutes early, and about 10 minutes in, she starts asking me, are we all done? I'm like, well, no. So time goes by. She's getting increasingly more frustrated. I think she's kind of not quite sure why I will not let her leave, because at this point, we've been there for like an hour. <laughs> we're, mm-hmm. only like, we're only like half an hour into the actual service. And every single time she says, are, like, all done, all done, all done, it just seems like she always hits like those silent moments. Oh, yeah. 
Because I think that she thinks that when the song is over, she knows that there's a song at the very end, and then it's silent, and then we leave. So she keeps asking me at every silence loudly, are we all done? And I keep having to shush her and be like, no, we're not all done. And also, please stop asking if we're all done. But she just keeps like with mounting, I can tell it's just mounting frustration. She keeps asking me, all done? All done? Until finally, right around the responsorial psalm, which is another song, they finish that and then just like with this a burst of like impatience, she finally just yells out, Alexa, skip. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so funny. I was like, well. We didn't see that coming. Now we have a not pious, technology obsessed toddler. So yes. I don't know where that ranks us in like the great list of like people who are going straight to heaven, but I'm pretty sure that we're not. <laughs> On the bright side, her pronunciation of Alexa has gotten stronger and stronger. <laughs> so she actually did get Alexa to skip for the first time that morning. And I think she thought she had the power to skip mass along even faster or something like that. So it was really fun. Yeah, like once, once she learns it at home, now she thinks that she can just skip. Now th- she thinks she can just call on Alexa to skip over anything. Yeah. So, yeah, I think she just she thought she was just going to skip over, like, the entire church service. Like We got a great laugh out of it. Max was going crazy. He Max said, thought it was so funny that then I had to shush him because yeah. he was laughing so hard at her. It was just, uh, it was a debacle. I'm sure all the people who let us, who had, like, out of the kindness of their heart, let us into their pew were probably like, oh, my gosh, get these people out of here. But yeah, we thought it was funny. Yes, we got through it. So we got through Christmas, but the one thing that we actually did not mention on the podcast last week was that in addition to the whole Christmas thing, so Christmas was on Tuesday, if anyone's forgotten, but on Saturday, we actually hosted a surprise 60th birthday party for my mom. And that was something that we, oh my gosh, that took some extreme party planning on our parts. We had it here at the house. And so I am, I'm the second oldest of nine kids. So, you know. My mom gave birth to nine children. I, I feel like she deserves a party just for that. Yeah. <laughs> so we really wanted to surprise her, and we've been talking about this since like the beginning of December. We being you and your, we all being your me brothers and, and sisters. And all my brothers and sisters. And this was – so we finally – I mean, after – it took us probably a week, a solid week, just to nail down a date when everyone could be here. Mm-hmm. I have a brother who lives in Florida. I have a sister who lives in Texas. I have another sister who lives in Richmond. I have a brother who lives in upstate New York. So – and then – you know, I live in Northern Virginia and I have a few sisters who live in Northern Virginia. So anyway, so it was just like it took us a long time to figure out, okay, well, if so-and-so is already up for Christmas and we know that they fly out on a Sunday, like could someone else fly in on a Friday and make it till Sunday? And we finally got everybody here. And then, of course, we had to get my mom out to my house, which was just kind of another whole thing in and of itself. But we got her here. Um we had probably, I think we had 40 people total at the party, which I feel like is pretty big for yeah, was, a party at your house. Yeah. Um, but it was great. Like, we we just ended up ordering food so that we didn't have to make anything. And everybody got here on time, so nobody walked in at the same time that my mom was walking in, which was another concern of mine. Um, I made them all stand in our family room and, like, shushed them. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was like a real mom moment for me. And my sister, Michelle, who planned the party with me, she was the third grade teacher for several years. So she really wanted to teach her about She was like, everyone, shush. Mm-hmm. And we basically told them, <laughs> we were like, you need to be quiet and sing happy birthday. And if you do, we will let you eat. Yeah. So they did. They all did. They did wonderfully. So she came in. She was really surprised. I think she was really touched that my brother, Pat, was here. He's the one who lives in Florida. Yeah, she did not expect that. She expected yeah. 
everybody else. Yeah. From the from in terms of her children, they're all expected to be there. They, you know. Well, yeah. Well, my sister Claire, the one who lives in Texas, she was already visiting for Christmas, mm-hmm. and then my brother, who was in upstate New York, he was planning to come down, and they were already kind of planning to overlap. Mm-hmm. But my brother was the one that we were not expecting to see him at all over Christmas. So, yeah, so that was a really, really nice surprise. And mm-hmm. he and my mom are really close, and they used to live in the same town. So so for years, she saw him every day. So I know that she's really missed him since he's been gone. So anyway, it was, it was really, really fun. It was a ton of fun. And, um, and then just all this family was in town. So that was really fun, too. So from Friday, Friday night, Saturday night, and then Sunday night, I had multiple siblings at my house. Mm-hmm. At our, I mean, staying with us, which was so fun. So, like, every morning I would wake up and I would go downstairs and my sister Rachel would be playing chess with Max. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then, of course, we'd stay up till like, 1 o'clock in the morning, you know, just talking and playing games playing, play, playing games yeah. and stuff with, with the rest of our siblings. So, anyway, it was so fun. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think I went to bed before midnight. I mean, for, for the entire week. No. And for me, that's really unusual. Yes. There are some people who live their lives and they just they go to bed at midnight every night. But yeah. I'm just not one of those people. I mean, we usually try to go to bed around like 1030. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so it was really fun. But at the same time, I do feel like this, this, you know, it is good to get back into a schedule no matter how much I resist it and how much I do wish that the party could just continue forever. Yeah, it was. It was. It just continued to be so much fun with all yeah. the visitors and. Everybody pitching in and helping out, and yeah. and the Max and Lulu got extra, tons of extra aunt and uncle time. Yeah, and it was just amazing. And by the way, I'm, I'm saying that like all the parties are ending, and like oh boohoo is me. The parties are actually not ending at all because today is what New tu- Year's Day. Is it Tuesday? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> On Friday, we're doing the Story Family Christmas for all Steve's family, so they all get together and they do like a family Christmas, and everybody brings stuff. And that's great. Yeah. And then on Saturday, I'm hosting a Christmas party for some of my girlfriends. We do it every year. So we have two more. We have two more right Christmas parties. Yeah. See, guys, this is why we need a fake tree because the Christmas partying it just goes literally all the way through mid January. Yeah. So yes, we do have that to look forward to. So I should probably stop complaining about the parties yeah. being over because yes. they're actually not over. So as the you know as 2018 is kind of winding down. And 2019 is starting. We thought that it might be kind of fun to just go back through, I don't know, kind of our favorite stories, some of our favorite stories from the past year, mm-hmm. just to kind of highlight just stuff that we thought was cool. I mean, I, I don't know if these are, I, I, I didn't get these from any sort of list. I wouldn't say that they're necessarily like the top viewed or the most important ones or whatever, but they were just five that we picked out that we thought were pretty cool in the Down syndrome and special needs community. So we thought those would be kind of fun. Just kind of like some of the highlights of 2018 out in the, uh, you know, the interwebs. So for number one, I thought, to me, I thought probably the sweetest and the cutest and the funnest thing, Mm -hmm. story that I read in 2018 was in February when, and by the way, I ordered these just in order of month. So Just sequentially. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm a loser. (laughs) But the 2018 Gerber Baby of the Year is Lucas Warren who is a one-year-old from Dalton, Georgia, who was the first child with Down syndrome to be named a Gerber baby since the contest started in 2010. So awesome. yeah. I know, and he was so cute. Adorable. I'll put a, I'll put yeah. a picture um, on our website on specialstory.com, mm-hmm. which is www.specialstorywithane.com. 
But yeah, but I'll put a picture of him because he was adorable. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And when I was reading up on it a little bit, it said that the mom who entered him, I think she just entered him through Instagram. I think it was totally on a whim. Like she entered him through Instagram. I think she just used the hashtag because they were putting like a call out like, hey, let us know. And so hers got chosen just just through that totally random just like a huge scheme no no not at all like she just posted this really cute picture of him they said they got over 140,000 entries and his was chosen that's unbelievable i know i just thought it was so cute anyway and he is he is truly just the cutest yeah so of course we loved that story um and then in march Frank Stevens, I think his full name is John Franklin Stevens, but he goes by Frank. He did the speech to Congress about living with Down syndrome, mm-hmm. and that obviously is a huge deal. Yes. Um, I listened to the whole speech, and I was like almost getting teary-eyed because he was just so dynamic, and everything he was saying was just – I mean, it's not just that – it's not just that the content of what he was saying was so good, which it was, yeah. but it was just how poised and how just – I mean, yes. oh my gosh, just how, how well – Yeah, his delivery – how just everything was just so well prepared and well delivered. I mean, as you can see, I talk for a half an hour every week. I am obviously like not that well prepared myself, mm-hmm. but it was like, it was just, it was amazing. Yeah. Like everything about it was so good. And just again, like I, I loved just his message. Like he says, like, I don't need to be cured. I need to be loved, valued, educated, and then sometimes helped. And I'm like, well, and that's perfect. And that's isn't so that, true. Isn't that what is true for every, anybody? Yeah. And when it comes down to it. And he kind of got into specifics. Like he said that he, you know, like I think in the speech he talks about needing things like, you know, he's like the things that we need are training for the parents, oh, which is so true. Medical care, which is so t- true. Even little things like eyes, eye exams and glasses and stuff like that. Um, it was just, I just loved it. I loved the content. I felt like it was just, it was so practical. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it was so inspirational, but also so practical. And then at the end he says, most of all, I expect competence, not failure. And yeah. I was like, yes. So, yeah. So that was great. Uh, let's yeah, see. That's awesome. In April, George W. Bush. Oh, sorry. George H.W. Bush. So George Bush, the senior. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? The, the senior, well, George yeah. Bush senior. Help me. George Herbert Walker Bush. Yes. Yes. That's what George I'm trying to say. Thank father. you. Yes. Yes. But he wore, so George H.W. Bush wore some uh, some of the socks from John's Crazy Socks, the company, to Barbara's funeral. And so that was a whole little story about John Cronin, who's a 22-year-old man with Down syndrome. And I guess he's just always loved socks. And in 2016, he started his own sock company with his dad. Mm-hmm. And I think the way it all started was that he knew that President Bush loved to wear bright, crazy socks. I think that's always been like a style statement of President okay. Bush's is yep. that he's always worn colorful, bright socks. And so John sent a box of socks to President Bush and then he responded. Like, so I think he called back, like, looking for more. And so they started like communicating. Like, I think he sent him like a letter basically just saying, like, oh, thank you so much and I love them. And then when Barbara Bush passed away, President Bush's office actually called John and said, like, could you send us something for the funeral? And so John sent those socks. So, like, if you see the picture, President Bush actually got publicity because he was wearing, like, a book-themed because Barbara Bush Mm -hmm. was very much into literacy and reading and stuff like that. Anyway, and he got them from the John's Crazy Socks. So I just thought that was a really sweet, really heartwarming story. Yeah, and his company's doing great. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then in May, of course, I mean, you had to know we were going to bring up Biddy and Bose. 
Yes. Our favorite. They announced their third store was opening. That it would be opening, actually. Yeah, I think they're opening in like a week. Yeah. So they announced back in May that they were going to open a new store in Savannah. And I believe it's slated to open. Like their grand opening is actually January 12th. Yeah. So that's really exciting. Yeah. So they're actually planning to staff up to 20 people with special needs mm-hmm. in the Savannah location. Yeah. And I think that's exactly the same target they have for their Charleston location and yeah. their Wilmington, North Carolina location. Yeah. And so it's it's amazing. They're talking about having up to maybe 10 stores nationwide. I'm, I'd be surprised if they cap it at 10. I know. I think the more they do this, the more excitement and enthusiasm they get in the communities. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's, for it's, sure. Anyway, it's just been... It's been amazing to see this. And, of course, every time we hear about them opening a new store, we're, like, rubbing our hands together in glee because we just are thinking that eventually they're going to come to us. Of course they have to come (laughs) to, like, the D.C. area. Yeah. Well, I think – so we we live maybe, like, an hour outside D.C. We live kind of on the very edge of northern Virginia. But if you go a little closer to D.C., there's Alexandria, Virginia, which is, like, this old town historic city. And it reminds me a lot of Charleston or of Savannah because it has a lot of that charm and that character. Mm-hmm. It's got, I mean, it's got cobblestone streets. It is a big tourist spot. You know, it's where super it's, cute little yeah. lampposts. I mean, they go all out for Christmas. I mean, they need a biddy and bows there. Mm-hmm. That, sure that is clear to me. Yep. So, if you're listening, I mean, she's obviously listening. Amy. Obviously, listening. I mean, <laughs> our future now, BFF. Yes. So we're gonna give you some pointers. <laughs> Yeah. Real estate in Alexandria, Virginia. <laughs> Check it out. Oh, my gosh. I can only imagine what real estate in Alexandria, Virginia is. Anyway, moving on from that terrifying thought. Um, so, yeah. So, that was May. And then if you fast forward like six months in November, I just saw this really sweet story about this dad who I guess is like an ultra marathoner. Mm-hmm. And his son, whose name is Wyatt, was born in March. And I guess when he was born, he spent 67 days in the NICU and left with a feeding tube. So that's kind of crazy. I mm-hmm. mean, when Lulu was born, we spent four days in the NICU, um, and I thought that, that was a long that time. It is a long time. It's, a, it's just, it is. It's a long time to have that kind of uncertainty. And and then his little boy, I, I think he is slated to have open heart surgery in the spring, which obviously Lulu just went through this summer. Mm-hmm. And that's just, oh gosh, it's just, it does. It's it's a lot. That's a lot. So he ran this, the New York City Marathon, um, and I think his original goal was to try to beat three hours and 21 minutes for the 321 like in honor of his son Wyatt so he didn't quite make it this past year Mm -hmm. I think he had some injuries and stuff that slowed him down a bit but he did run the last stretch of it holding Wyatt in his arms and then he crossed the finish line with him and it was really sweet and then that became like a big story and stuff like that and so um yeah it was just it was really really sweet but I think he said in interviews afterward that he is training again and he's going to try, like he's going to try for this 321 record maybe next year. So anyway, so we'll see how it goes. Very but cool. yeah, I'll put, I'll see if I can link that in our um, show notes too because it is it's really sweet. Just this picture of this dad carrying his little baby mm. over the finish line. Oh, I love it. <laughs> um, and then of course we have to give honorable mention to the wouldn't change a thing organization that we talked about last week. Yes, and they're original video went viral back in march also that original one with yeah. the um christina perry song yes where they all the 50 isn't it the 50, 50 moms? moms yeah yeah and they sing and they sign and yeah anyway so that was really sweet too so anyway i will link to all of those on our website but those were just probably like the top five things that over the course of last year i feel like we noticed really and we talked about yeah mm-hmm. and they stood out to us and we passed them you know we passed them along or like them on facebook or whatever yeah 
so yeah so again those that's a fun way to kind of end 2018 and start 2019 those are some of the things that really caught our eye and and we continue to find really great messages and stories and supporters within the uh, special needs community we'd love to hear your thoughts on on those and and maybe some other ones that we aren't aware of that you guys are yeah send us what you liked in 2018 yeah what did you like about 2018 Mm -hmm. in your special needs communities and yeah um, and help kind of spread the word and, and give us some feedback along those lines. And as always, you know, we like to do shout outs. Yes. So. Yeah. So this week I wanted to give a shout out to my friend Erica, who we ran into in Costco. In the and wine section, of course. In the wine section. I mean, it is only fitting that we would run into Erica yes. in the wine section. She's mm-hmm. our, she's actually a wine connoisseur. <laughs> anyway, we just ran into her and she mentioned that she listened to the podcast. So hi, Erica, and thank you for listening. Thanks for listening, Erica. <laughs> yeah. And, and in addition to that, you know, just want to remind everybody that we really do value feedback overall. You can always um, rate our podcast. You can provide us feedback um, on yep. our website, Please on rate, Instagram. Rate, review, and subscribe on on Apple Podcasts or on iTunes. And what I'll do to make it easy for people, because I've just heard from so many people that it's hard to rate and review in the actual podcast app. Mm-hmm. But I, I'll link on the website, so on specialstory.com, I will link directly to the page on iTunes, which you can basically pull up just in a browser window. And I think that that makes it a lot easier than having to go through the podcast app. Mm-hmm. So if you've had trouble with the podcast app, check the website, and I'll just put a link to it. And I think from there, it's really quick. Yeah, and keep spreading the word. We, we keep running yeah. into people. In fact, Erica's one of them, but we keep running into yeah. people who we didn't realize. They have someone in their family, you know, with someone with special needs and so forth. So um, keep spreading the word and, and um, looking forward to talking to you guys next week. Yep, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.